This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Well, that dang coronavirus continues to be a major disruption in the auto industry. FCA warned in a regulatory filing that it poses a risk to its global business. Toyota also warned that manufacturing Japan will be affected by part shortages in the coming weeks, and it's also banning non-essential travel for all employees in Japan. Meanwhile, car sales continue to plunge in China because the virus is keeping customers out of showrooms. Last week, sales dropped 83 percent, which followed a 92 percent decline in the first two weeks of February. But the sales decline won't be limited to just China. Moody's is forecasting that global sales will fall 2.5 percent in 2020, which is worse than the 0.9 percent drop it previously projected. And LMC Automotive says that if things get worse, sales could fall by as much as 3 to 4 million units, which would represent a 4.4% decline. As we've said, 2020 is going to be a lousy year for the auto industry. NIO, the Chinese EV maker, looked like it was going to run out of money. Despite spending heavily on flashy advertising and dealerships, sales of its electric SUVs have been underwhelming. But NIO could be getting a bailout from the provincial government in Hefei, and says it's going to raise $1.4 billion. That sent its stock soaring. Even so, one analyst who follows the stock says the outlook for NEO is still dubious. Tesla spent years battling states for the right to sell its vehicles directly to customers. Thanks to loopholes and negotiating its own deals, it now has stores and showrooms in 28 states. But Tesla's efforts haven't paved the way for other EV startups. Bloomberg reports that Rivian is running into trouble in Colorado to sell directly to consumers without a franchise dealer network. It hoped to open its first store in the state this year, but it's been lobbying legislators for the past year with no luck. Rivian will instead open its first showrooms in California. The company is also lobbying legislators in Washington, New York, and Pennsylvania, and it hired a former Tesla lobbyist to lead the effort. The chairman of the National Transportation Safety Board ripped into Tesla and NHTSA over the safety of Tesla's autopilot system. The remarks were made during a hearing to determine the cause of a fatal crash in California in 2018 that involved a Tesla Model X where the driver was playing games on his phone. The chairman said Tesla has ignored safety recommendations issued in 2017 to make autopilot safer and he criticized NHTSA for not acting on a recommendation from the NTSB to create safeguards for systems like Autopilot. And because of these findings, Consumer Reports is calling on all automakers to include driver monitoring technology with these types of driver assistance systems. And it wants NHTSA to enforce that rule and says it needs to take real action to keep people safe. The other day we reported that Jaguar and Audi were cutting back on EV production and Mercedes was delaying production for a year because of battery shortages. We said we don't believe them because we believe it's really about dismally slow EV sales. At a presentation for investors yesterday, David Dauk, the CEO of American Axle, said sales of the Jaguar I-Pace are running at half of what Jaguar expected and that American Axle had to adjust its business accordingly. With the exception of Tesla, 
all EVs have sold well under their sales targets, which is putting a financial strain on the car companies and their suppliers. While a recent study from the University of Oxford in England found that ride-hailing led to a 9% reduction in serious accidents, a new report from the Union of Concerned Scientists says that those services are increasing carbon emissions. The group found that, on average, a solo ride-hailing trip emits nearly 50% more carbon dioxide than a solo trip in a private vehicle. The reason for the big increase is that ride-hailing vehicles have to drive to the customer before taking them to their destination and oftentimes have to wait with the engine idling. For that same reason, ride-hailing emits 70% more carbon dioxide on trips than a person who would have otherwise taken a bus, train, bike, or just walked. While shared rides are better, they only account for 15% of all ride-hailing trips in the U.S. We agree with the conclusion of the concerned scientists. Ride-hailing companies need to do a better job of encouraging shared rides and need more electric vehicles. The PSA Group's luxury brand DS is expanding its lineup. It revealed the all-new DS9 midsize sedan, which rides on the same platform as the Peugeot 508, but with a longer wheelbase. Overall exterior design is pretty muted, but it does have an expressive running light that almost looks like a tear streaming down from the headlamp assembly. Engine choices are all gasoline and will range from 225 horsepower up to 360. They can be paired with two or all-wheel drive and are mated to an 8-speed transmission. A plug-in hybrid is also available, which combines a turbo engine with an 80-kilowatt electric motor and an 11.9-kilowatt-hour battery. It returns 40 to 50 kilometers of WLTP range, or about 22 to 27 and a half EPA miles. Other highlights include a fairly luxurious-looking interior with lots of leather, a large center display screen, and level 2 autonomous capabilities. The DS9 is made in China and will be sold in global markets starting in the second half of this year. Automotive suppliers that make traditional components are under threat from electric vehicles unless they adapt. And a good example is the German supplier Mala. It started making electrically powered air conditioning compressors for electric cars. Even more, its compressor is not just to cool the passenger cabin. It's also used to cool the battery, the traction motor, and the power electronics. Mala says it's also beneficial for hybrids and traditional internal combustion engine vehicles since the compressor can be used on demand, which increases fuel economy and reduces CO2 emissions. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy efficient world. The other day we showed you how Lordstown Motors is using hub motors on its electric pickup truck called the Endurance, and today Lordstown announced it's got its first order. First Energy, an electric utility company in Ohio, says it will buy 250 of the electric pickups for its service fleet. First Energy says one of the reasons it likes the electric trucks 
is that they will also serve as power units for field repairs instead of using portable generators or leaving the engines running in their traditional trucks. Lordstown says the Endurance will start at $52,000, have a driving range of 250 miles, and a towing capacity of 7,500 pounds. The truck is supposed to go into production at the end of this year. Hyundai revealed the new i30. It comes as a sedan, wagon, and hatchback, which is also sold as the Elantra GT in some markets. Hyundai describes the design as bold and sleek, and it now features a grille similar to the new Sonata. The automaker's sporty trim, called N-Line, is now available on all body types, a first for the wagon. The interior sees a new 7-inch digital instrument cluster, a 10-and-a-quarter-inch infotainment screen, and three new accent colors. It also has a number of driver assistance features. Depending on the market, there will be a number of new and updated powertrain options to choose from. The engines range from a little over 100 horsepower to about 160 and can be paired to a 6-speed manual or 7-speed dual-clutch transmission. 48-volt mild hybrid technology is also an option on a few of the setups. The new i30 will debut in Geneva. Be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow afternoon. The topic will be about creating a racing series for autonomous cars. And joining John and Gary for that discussion is John Warniak from SEMA and the one and only auto extremist Peter DiLorenzo. Should be a fun show, and it kicks off at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.